Okay, so why is today's episode completely different from our other episodes? Because we are being positive about the few things that are good in our life right now. Yeah, because let's be honest, I know that everyone listening is going to agree. Yes. But talking about race and culture, especially as a brown person, mm-hmm. especially when our audience is brown and black, yes, is tiring sometimes. It is. And the thing is, we constantly have these conversations over and over again because that's what we face in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to talk something positive. We wanted to reaffirm that our environments are, you know, like good for us. Yeah, because the thing is, there is a lot of good in our lives mm-hmm. and there is a lot of good happening in the yes. world. And sometimes it can feel, you know, like really naive or hopeful. It's like, really, am I focusing on this positive thing when people are dying? Yeah. And when, you know, who we are is being attacked. Mm -hmm. It feels, especially in a time like now, in the midst of a pandemic, Mm -hmm. in the midst of a huge reckoning with race, it feels kind of childish to be like, well, let's focus on the positive. But it's not focusing on the positive. It's just reaffirming that we have something positive in our lives as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's sometimes just nice to talk about the good things. So welcome to our episode. Welcome to our episode. It's going to be fun. It's only uphill from here. (laughs) Yes. This is Nicole. This is Hanali. And this is 12 Ounces, the podcast. Okay, so since we're being so positive, do we need some inspirational music? Maybe. This is where you play, like, a orchestra that's <laughs> building up. Uh, like, when the heroine in a movie is, like, running up to... To meet the, meet the, uh, the person? Yeah. Her lover? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can imagine that right now happening. In the moonlight, you know, she's running. She's running. She's always running. <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's like I'm laughing, but I literally live for those moments. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't want to say that loud, but I do too. Like, for example, Hinali and I were obsessed, obsessed. And on paper, we wouldn't seem obsessed, but we were obsessed with normal people. I know. The Hulu show. Yes. I mean, oh my God. I tried reading that book and I was like, what is this? I can't read that book. But when we so watched, But we watched it, the whole thing, we binged watched it and waited for the moments when... They would reunite. Yeah. What's her name? Um, Mary Ann and... Connell. Connell. Oh my God. Their scenes together. We were like, oh my God, when would this happen? Well, if you haven't seen Normal People, it's a show set in... Ireland. In Dublin. Well, in outskirts of um, Dublin and in Dublin. Yeah, so it's it's in, set in the small town in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And it's just the story of two, you know, a couple that gets together in high school, but one of them is like a famous but quiet mm-hmm. jock soccer yeah. player. And the other is just that weird girl. Yes. And then they go to college and he's really lost, but she's really found them, found herself. Mm-hmm. And it's basically their on-again, off-again romance. Yeah. Which it's, is... And it's so white, by the way. It like, is very, so white. very white. But we rooted for those characters when they were very, very normal. 
I know. We were, I mean, we were rooting for them at the same time. We were like, okay, brown people could never yeah, do make this. a 10-episode show about literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, like, literally, they don't do anything. The whole... No, nothing community. happens in the show. <laughs> There's nothing that happens. Except, of course, <laughs> Connell's chain. <laughs> There's an Instagram account for just that chain, by yeah, the way. Yeah, because Connell, the, the love interest, the male love interest, is wearing, like, he always has a silver kind of mm. short chain around his neck. Yeah. And I don't know, I was into it. <laughs> I was very she into was it. She was very into it. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> then... Uh, back from the tangent, uh, we are here to talk about the positives in our lives today. Yeah. Because we are actually people that root for the girl running to meet her lover mm-hmm. in the rain or whatever. Yeah. Like normal people. Or like in that scene in the Mindy project when Mindy runs to Danny. Okay, I have When she finally realizes she's the one and it's the cars drive uh, okay. thing in the background. I didn't see that, but I was going to think of the Cinderella story because you love that movie. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Uh, I thought that's what you were t- going to talk about, but... Oh, you mean when Chad, Michael <laughs> Murray, Austin, he uh, runs up to Hilary Duff's yeah. Sam in the stadium and it's raining and... Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. That's what I was like, thinking. He's like, what... <laughs> what are you doing here and no she's like what are you doing here and he's like something i should have done a long time ago oh my god Uh, i've heard this a lot of times from nicole i know but the thing is we're rooting for that we're rooting for all those moments Mm -hmm. that remind us like life is good sometimes it's good to just indulge in the yeah in those moments in those moments yes those small good Mm -hmm. moments yes and i feel like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about these positives that especially right now we need and we cling to is a community around us, right? And we always say this. I know, but it's like, it's so, I don't know, just nice to like walk on the street and our neighbors calling out and saying hi to us or like looking Mm -hmm. out for us. And that's what I look forward to every day. If I walk outside and I see someone, I want to be like, Hey, I know you, you know, mm-hmm. and then the same thing towards me. And I finally found that here in our Bushwick community on our street. And the thing is, our neighbors are nothing like us, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not from here, but our neighbors have lived on our street in yeah. this building for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Before they lived there, their parents lived there. Yeah. And I mean, I look forward to seeing them. I know that they're looking out for me for Mm -hmm. example like they're always looking out for my car (laughs) on the street yeah (laughs) like if he's like coming in and we need to find a parking spot they will be there they sit on the stoop and they watch out for people around here and help them if they need to Mm -hmm. i'm always looking for a parking spot yeah but (laughs) what i'm looking for more than a parking spot is really feeling like I'm contributing to a community mm-hmm. in like a non-monetary way, in a exactly. non-capitalistic way, mm-hmm. just in a way that's just, for example, when Hector, our neighbor next door, mm-hmm. he's an older man, he, we always see him mm-hmm. every single day, Yeah, and he'll pick up our mail if he sees it, mm-hmm. um, but he just disappeared for like 
a month. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see him and we were concerned. We were like, where is he? How did he not tell us before leaving? Yes, <laughs> I know. And I'm like, this man has no obligation to tell me and Hinali about his whereabouts. <laughs> and then, you know, he came back and we saw him on the stoop. Um, yeah. I came down. Hinali was waiting on the stoop for me. And I came down, and there was Hector. Yeah, we were just talking about what he was up to. He was he didn't leave, by the way. He was just there, but we hadn't seen him. And it was just so nice to catch up, and like him telling me about his family, his like you know his home, and what was happening, his friends. And I was just like, oh my my like literally my heart was glowing just talking to him. Like Jane the Virgin glowing. Yep. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> Yeah, and even our, we have two other neighbors that, you know, they're brother and sister and they have a dog mm -hmm. and they're always, you know, seeing us on the street, even in a pandemic, which yeah. is a bit questionable, yeah, kissing us all <laughs> over the face. But, you know, I loved it. Yeah. And we, not, me and Hinali both live on our own, mm -hmm. you know, so we are really each other's family yeah. here in New York. Well, in New York City. We yeah. were really each other's family in New York, you know, in Brooklyn. Yes. And it just feels nice to have these people to watch out for us. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great thing to start on. That's so positive. I know. I don't think I would feel the same way if they were not here on the street looking out for us. I know. And when Hinali and I were looking at, you know, apartments to maybe move into, mm -hmm. um, I was like, wait, I really want to live in this neighborhood. And she's like, yeah, but we would lose our street. Yeah, and like, I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't lose these people. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we love our neighbors. Mm -hmm. But tell me about something small, but so good that happened to you. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is spending a lot of time by myself. That was not a positive initially because I just was like, trying to figure out what would I do with all this time since I'm not working right now and I had to figure out what do I do just with myself no one to talk to for an entire day sometimes and I learned how to just like be with myself like I, I have a routine now I do my thing and then work a little bit and what then is do my thing do my thing means I wake up make tea and then listen to podcasts like the normal um the daily news and then some other podcasts in the morning then do yoga and then it would be um either reading a bit or just cooking like i actually cook meals now which i didn't do before my mom's so proud of me <laughs> <laughs> she literally said that you are learning like literally a lot of things that she did not ever think I would actually learn. I made pakoras the other day. Like it's the most Indianest thing I've ever done. That's some good wife material. <laughs> yeah, basically. Your mom better not listen to this podcast <laughs> or those proposals. Will... I am doing this for myself. I'm learning how to cook for myself. But those are the things like I love doing that now. Like that makes me really happy that I learned to just be by myself and like my thoughts are not overpowering other things you know yeah that's nice that you've been able to find that I'm still like I love being alone mm -hmm. as we know when I just frequently back out of conversations yep. mm -hmm. and by back out I mean literally she walks backwards, walk backwards <laughs> into my room yes. um, but at the same time I feel like I can only do that because I know if I want to talk to someone you're right outside <laughs> yes but 
being alone completely is still a little scary to me. So maybe I'll get there. I think you will. You just have to force yourself into it uh, without any options out there. Okay, so why do you think it was so hard for you to be alone before? Um, it probably was because I haven't spent this much time just by myself. Ever? Like, I, it's been more than... It's been around five months that mm-hmm. I... Like, literally every single day, like, what used to be my work life becomes, like, me being home at that time. So, mm-hmm. we're probably, like, between eight to nine hours that I would spend in the office, I spend by myself every single day. That was a lot of time that I would, like, not spend by myself ever. Yeah. So, it was hard adjusting to it. Also, figuring out what I would do if I have so much time now. So, what would I do with this all my time? And it was good to figure this out and then, like, figure out what I wanted to do with it. So... I'm really happy about the place where I come. I'm still afraid to go out by myself a little bit or by myself, like to a lot more places. But that I'm working on. But I think you can get there if you wanted to. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, I mean, I feel like I've always been a little bit of an introvert. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, <laughs> it's going to get there. But like you have to push yourself to do things, push yourself to to you know just not think about anything else and focus on what's present which takes time Hmm. okay yeah how about you tell me one good thing happened to you in this past few months (laughs) something that i did Mm -hmm. started doing is writing again Wow. i think you know once i got my corporate job right out of college i Mm -hmm. kind of just got so focused on work Mm mm-hmm and I felt like because I wasn't a writer professionally, yeah. I had to stop being a writer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just suddenly found time and space to write. That's amazing. So what has, how did that happen? Like, what was the process like for you? Well, I took the dive mm-hmm. and did a writing course. Yay! I want to do that. That was really fun. And also I was motivated because there were so many other great writers Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to hang out with them and write with them and share with them. Yes. So that was the second thing. And also, you know, Ashi, our friend, Mm -hmm. um, and event co-host, by the way, this Saturday. It's happening. We are having a book club. We'll more about that later. She's an editor at brown girl magazine so Mm -hmm. she really encouraged me to write an article yeah and i was like wait this is fine and i've (laughs) done it and now it's good um so i'm a lot more confident doing it that's good and sharing it Mm -hmm. yeah that's the important part writing but also like being confident to like put it out there Mm -hmm. for others to read but so what do you think um would be is your process now that you're not taking the writing class do you still find time to just take that time out and write. Yeah, and it's it's because it's really. I think that the hardest the thing stopping me mm-hmm. from doing it is feeling like I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So once I realize that I could, it's just I write all the time. Yay! That's exactly what we need to hear, and I need to practice that more to write for the outer purpose you know but when we were in spain i mm-hmm. used to write all every single day because i that didn't was... have my phone <laughs> yes because i don't know if you know the story but 
you yeah. know you know the story yes i know the story but i don't know if people listening know this story <laughs> uh, but you, you know share? we went to spain hinali and i um and our first day there mm-hmm. first day we had not even checked into the hotel yet <laughs> um our first day there i got my phone stolen <laughs> someone stole my phone yes pickpocketed it yes that's I didn't know it was common in Barcelona. Super common in Barcelona, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad did t- inform me of this before <laughs> we left. So uh, it was pretty bad when, you know, they actually, were wondering why they couldn't call me. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that really encouraged me to, first of all, write mm-hmm. all the time. And secondly, just be okay with not having my phone as a backup. Yep. And being okay with that in-betweenness, mm-hmm. you know, that like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing next, I don't know where I'm going next, and I yeah. think that really allowed both of us to just explore more and be... Definitely. And if you're wondering why I said both of us, it's because three days later? No, it was a week later. Okay, the... Well, the, no, five days. Four days later, actually. Okay, so to be very technical, <laughs> four days later, Hinali left her phone, or now one phone, everybody, one phone. Hinali left her phone in the Uber yep. in France yeah. and on the way to the airport. Yep. So we had to get on our flight to our next city, and Hinali had to leave her phone in France. Weirdly, though, that Uber driver did drop it off, and yeah. months after we returned back stateside, mm-hmm. Hinali has that phone still with I I got it delivered to me from France um, <laughs> after we got back here, which was a very weird surprise. But yeah, we were both without our phones um, for most of the trip, and it was somehow much more beautiful than I could have imagined the mm-hmm. trip to be. But also, it forced us to not do other things that would be, I guess, touristy. But yeah. like just be with ourselves and write and walk and explore. Yeah, because we like didn't have Google Maps and mm-hmm. we didn't have all these things that we would normally have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's the start of, I feel like this whole year, like that was the beginning of the small good things within mm-hmm. us, you know, that trip, very unexpected, the whole thing. And then quarantine happened. Literally like... A few weeks after we got Yeah, exactly. And so it was just like one thing after the other that was unexpected. And I I think we took, at least from most of it, good things out of it. You know, we didn't wallow within the bad negatives and then just took it as it came to us. Yeah, and I think that everyone listening probably feels this way that 2020 really is a transitional year mm-hmm. and if you listen to my mom who believes in astrology yeah uh you know it's apparently supposed to be like this a mm. tumultuous year that ends in a chance for renewal oh wow so that also gives me a little hope that definitely gives me hope it yeah like i i mean i thought about that too when like i think a few months ago and I was like, maybe, yeah, this year might be something like that. Maybe a reawakening for all of us to, like, think about what we actually want in our lives. Mm-hmm. Or things surrounding us. What what, con- we'll ex- what we expect from our yeah, government. Exactly. Like, a whole reawakening of 
the world basically because everyone is going through this not just mm-hmm. here in the states but like other countries are still also figuring out things um and yeah i feel like hopeful that maybe something good will happen and there would be a new chance to rediscover yeah that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. that there's just been chances mm-hmm. that we otherwise maybe wouldn't have taken yeah maybe we wouldn't have left jobs maybe we wouldn't mm-hmm. have been alone yes <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have written mhm but then you know it's like it feels like the bad news keeps coming every single day yeah yeah and and just this week mhm we learned about Chadwick Boseman and his death at 43 years old yeah and this is we also learned that he was hiding mm-hmm. that he had colon cancer since yes. 2016 yeah and he provided you know major movies mm-hmm. including black panther yeah. in that time but i think as sad as that was mm-hmm. the thing that still remains good is that he gave so many young black kids mm-hmm. and brown kids you know where only represented when black people are represented yes that gives us a chance that exactly it gives all of us chances that we haven't seen before and just thinking about him and what he has done within not just those 4 years but since he started his career is is hopeful that he could be our star guiding mm-hmm. us to do better to find better for ourselves and fight for what's right for us and not succumb to expectations that we are given yeah definitely and i think all the stories that have come out from the people who've known him the mm-hmm. people who've been influenced by him in the days since his death have been about that about how he reminded them mm-hmm. that he does not they do not have to say yes yeah that they can say i do not want to be portrayed in this way mhm because portraying me in one way is portraying everyone that looks like me in that way yep yeah he gave us that hope and he is giving all these black and brown kids hope to continue doing what they want you know mm-hmm. and not backing down and he's always going to be between us i feel in his memory Yeah, I think that, you know, even with it's like people like that who play characters like Black Panther, mm-hmm. like they live on. Yes. Definitely. Forever. Mhm. And that's a small good thing. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. I hope that you would share some of this with us if you wanted to. Yes, share a small good thing. Yes, like you can DM us on our Insta, which is twelve ounces underscore pod p o d, um, or just you know, like you can find me or Nicole on our Insta and share that with us. So yeah, we look forward to hearing from you, and hopefully you will come to our next event, which is happening this Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday we're so excited to basically continue these conversations in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, with our great friend Ashendri. Yes. Um aka a reader mm-hmm. who um 
you know, blogs about books and writes about books. Yes, she's great. And so we're hoping to have a really fun time mm-hmm. just chatting about books. And whether you're a big reader or you're forced to read by your mom <laughs> or you only read a book if you really, really are interested, mm-hmm. bring it and come yes. and talk if you want to or just listen. There's space for you. Yes, you can find the link to RSVP in our bio. So go check that out and sign up if you want to come. So until next time, this is Nicole. This is Hanali. And you're listening to 12 Ounces, the podcast.